Father, we just thank you for this evening, O oh Lord, once again. This awesome privilege of Lord to be found in your house. At the end of the Sabbath, Lord, even as we wind up this day, Father, in your presence, I pray, Father, that Lord, that you would speak to our hearts once again. Once again, speak. Speak, Lord. You have to speak. Speak, Lord. Only you can speak. Only you and you alone have the words of life. We have nothing in, in and of ourselves to offer, O oh Lord. And therefore, this evening, Father, speak to us, O oh Lord. Even as we meditate upon your words, speak to us. Father, wash us once again by the water of your word. Father, cleanse us from every kinds of kind of impurity. Father, every kind of filthiness of the spirit and of the flesh. Cleanse us. Father, even as we Father partake of your word, I pray, Father, faith will arise. Faith that will lead us to salvation. Even as we, even as we meditate upon your scriptures, we'll be encouraged, O oh Lord. Father, we'll be challenged. And Lord, we will grow wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That our faith in your Son, in the finished work, on the finished work of your Son on the cross, will increase and will become stronger in you. And we will, Father, Lord, our love for you will increase, O Lord. And it will not grow cold, but Lord, it will be fired up, O Lord Jesus. Strengthen us, O Lord, Father, in your word this evening. Therefore, I pray that you would anoint us, even in the speaking and the hearing of this word. Come at this time into your hands, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, so this is uh, the ninth day of our fasting and, I mean, so not fasting, our quarantine. Ninth day for us, we have had uh, close to 18 sermons, if I'm right, more than that. And seventh day for me, uh, ninth, ninth day for pastor. Uh, so... I was thinking about seven is the number of completions, so <laughs> let it be complete, Lord. So this evening, uh, I will, I, I'm gonna, I'll tell you the title later on. Um, let's look at a particular scripture, which we've been looking at over and over again through this week. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed, as it is from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we've been looking at faith, we've been looking at how to grow in faith, Faith in the person of Jesus Christ, in the finished work of Jesus on the cross, in the in 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 His work uh, that He has accomplished for us, His righteousness, which is given to us as a free gift, that we don't um, earn our righteousness by our works. It is impossible for anyone to be justified by works. Please turn with me to Romans chapter three, verse twenty. And onwards, Romans chapter 3, verse 20 onwards. Romans chapter 3, uh, verse 20 onwards. It says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, 
no flesh will be justified in his sight. You see, this is very important. To be justified in God's sight. Not to, not justified in the sight of man. Okay. Or even a group of people. You know, it is there's only one person who matters ultimately in the final analysis to be justified in his sight. In the sight of man, we could be very good. It says, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of God. In the eyes of the world, they could be doing the right thing. But in the sight of God, it's evil. David was doing so many right things, that's what he thought. That's what people even thought when he took uh, Uriah's wife, Uriah's wife to be his wife. was apparently a widow. But in the sight of God, in the sight of God, that was evil. Therefore, it's important for us to be justified, for God to justify us. That is the reason why Romans chapter 8 will say, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God is not for us, <laughs> I mean, if any doesn't matter how many people. It's, and therefore it says, if he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not with him freely give us all things? Who can bring any charge against God's elect, it is what? God who justifies. It's a remarkable. Superb set of verses. Maybe we can meditate sometime later. So, it is important for us to be justified by God. Justified meaning to be accounted righteous in the sight of God and not man. Okay, so, uh, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. And therefore, it goes on to say, but now... The righteousness of God, which is apart from the law, is being revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. This righteousness, which is given by faith in Jesus Christ, to all, irrespective of background, to all who believe. For there is no difference. And verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the Glory of God. This is the most important thing we need to understand. It says everybody, doesn't matter who it is, everybody, whether Jew or Gentile or a person who's living by conscience, a person who's living by, by the law, a person who's absolutely immoral, amoral, doesn't matter which background you come from, there's only one way. All have sinned. It, scripture says all have sinned. In fact, 19 and 20, you don't have to turn there. Of Romans will say, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. Actually, maybe 19. <laughs> Beautiful. It says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under law, under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be made guilty before God. You see, for by the works of the law, the next verse will say, don't have to do, go turn there. It's, everybody is guilty. So the law was given to the Jews so that ultimate purpose for that was to make the whole world guilty. The standard of God, to show the standard of God. Therefore, Romans 3.23, we know it very well. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This word glory is a fantastic word. No, The word in the Greek is the word doxa, which means opinion. Okay. Paradox, contrary opinion, heterodox, mixed opinion, orthodox, conservative opinion. Okay, doxa means opinion. If all have sinned and fallen short of the 
opinion of God. That is what it means, actually. That is the Greek rendering of it. The Hebrew glory, the word glory means kabod, which, which means weight. Okay. All have sinned and fallen short of the weight of God. Beautiful. No, what is the weight? I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, when we were, when we were in university, um, we used to have a class and the professor would be very tough. And the exam would be comparative grading. You know what comparative grading is, right? I don't know if you know what comparative grading is. Uh, whoever gets the highest mark in the class will get A. Alright? Okay. Whoever gets the highest mark in the class will get A. And everybody will compare to his mark. Okay? So if the highest mark is, let's say, 20 out of 100. Okay? 20 out of 100. What, what will happen if the highest mark is 20 out of 100? Even if your marks is 5 out of 100, you will still pass. That is what we call as comparative grading. So, we who take the course, what we will do is, we will come to, and we will, Hare, this is a very tough course, Professor Sanki here. So, we will say, Baba, let's do one thing. Um, let's work, but let us have some kind of an opinion among ourselves and say, you know what, conspiracy, na? But there will be one fellow in the course. Okay. Everybody will be getting 5, 2, 3, 1, single digits. Zero, zero also you might get a D if you have highest mark is 20 by the way, okay. <laughs> okay, so one fellow will come, you know what he does? He'll get 100. That is what is called as comparative grading. Now what, <laughs> if the professor is doing comparative analysis, what is going to happen? Okay. If, if 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 the professor will do comparative analysis, what, what will happen? <laughs> Everybody will flunk the course. That's exactly what happened when Jesus came. The Pharisees were looking at each other and they say, wow, all comparative grading. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Awesome. And suddenly Jesus entered into the scene. <laughs> and now they're comparing themselves to Jesus. And everybody is falling short of the glory of God. You see? And then he says, What's your standard? My son is a standard. Who will enter into the heaven? Whoever gets 100 marks will enter into heaven. Simple. No comparative analysis. That's the reason why you don't have to turn the Luke's Gospel chapter 8 with the, the parable of the sower says, he who with patience produces how much fold? 100 fold. 100 fold. No, this weight this word is glory, uh, glory in the, in the Hebrew is weight, kabod, okay, which means weight. There's a very interesting verse in 111, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. Very easy to remember. <laughs> okay. 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 You see that? Let's read it. I'm, I'm going to read it. It says, a false balance or dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Now I told you, right? Old Testament is what? New Testament concealed. Okay. What is Old Testament? New Testament concealed. Oh, you look at this. When you look at this verse, you will say, how can a just weight be God's delight? And why is false balance um, an abomination to him? Is a question. Okay, it's it's very interest, interesting, no? 
Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1 again, look at this. It says, dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord. And the word for just, you know, the in Hebrew there's a word for just. Justice comes from the, uh, there's a word called tzadik. Righteousness or justice, the same thing. The root word is tzadik. Zadik. From which we get, zadok means the priest of righteousness. Here in this case, the word just is shalom. What does it mean? Complete. Or perfect. And the word for weight is stone. Okay. So let us, let me read it through to for you now. Dishonest scale is an abomination to the Lord, but a complete stone is his delight. Or a perfect stone is his delight. Perfect stone? Perfect stone? The word is weight, weight was rendered as stone. That's a very interesting thing. Matthew chapter 21, verse 42 onwards. Are you are you there? Jesus said, <laughs> "Have you never read the scriptures? The stone. <laughs> Have you seen the stone which the builders? Who are the builders here? All these Pharisees. The stone which the builders rejected is the chief cornerstone. Okay, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our sight. Who is the chief stone? Who is the complete perfect stone? Therefore." Jesus. So now let us go to, see if you read Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1 now, how does it look? Okay. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord and Jesus Christ is his delight. You see the gospel in one verse? Every other weight is an abomination to God. It's called called unjust scales and balances. So if you want to be justified by God, Jesus Christ will be the, the perfect stone is on one side. And you on the other side. What are you? With all your, all your righteousness and all your, doesn't matter how many stones you bring onto the other side, will you ever be as righteous as God? Impossible. Unless, who's on your side? Jesus is on your side. Isn't, isn't it amazing? No, again, uh, 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 Isaiah chapter 28, 16. Isaiah chapter 28, 16. We know this very well. It's, uh, it's quoted several places. Isaiah chapter 28, 16, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation. A what stone? A tried stone. He's just not an ordinary stone. He is a stone who's been completely tried. He was tempted in all areas. And he just did not keep the law in its letter. He completely fulfilled the law in all its aspects, even becoming a curse. In so far as becoming a curse for us, a sin for us, and becoming absolutely poor for us. A tried stone. A complete stone. And then he became a precious stone. And and because he was a tried stone, and because he was a precious stone, what kind of a foundation is? He's a sure foundation. That is the reason why there is no rock. There is no rock like our rock. No other else is worthy of all our praise. The rock of our salvation which cannot be moved. He's proven himself to be faithful and true. Some choruses are good, no? Amazing, no? Therefore, whoever believes will not act hastily. Now, Peter, in the New Testament, when he looks at this particular verse, he just kind of renders it in another beautiful way. Turn to First Peter chapter 2, verse 6 onwards. Okay, therefore... It is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. 
and he who believes in him will not be put to shame. Therefore, next verse, therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders have rejected has become the chief corner stone. And verse 8, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Like, you know, Jesus is the stumbling stone. Ultimately, they were all busy in their good works there. And they were comparing, no? That is the reason why Paul says, those who compare themselves with themselves are not wise, not wise. I don't want to compare myself with this person. I don't want to compare. My comparison is Jesus Christ or not. That's all. That is my comparison. Ultimately, in the final analysis, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, if you want to pass muster at the judgment, ultimately there are only one way. Only one way. Do you have the righteousness of Jesus on you? Then you will enter. Otherwise, no. Okay? And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. That's a scary thing. I'm not going to go into that, go into that today. Okay. But whoever believes, previous verse, but to whoever believes, verse 7, to whoever, whoever believes, therefore to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And verse 6 will say, Behold, I lay in Zion. Therefore, to you who are believe, he is precious. And but to those, but if you believe in him, you will not be put to shame. You see that six verse six. If you believe in him, you will not be put to shame. You see that that is the comparison. That is what we've been trying to reiterate over and over and over again. Okay, through our teaching sessions, and it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It could be. Um, Oppression, uh, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. That is uh, Fanny Crosby's hymn, right? Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood to every believer, the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus the pardon receives. So there were two people over there, the vilest offender, both were vilest offenders, and one believed, and he says, Lord. Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And you know what Jesus says? Today, at that moment, today you shall be with me in paradise. Wildest offender. So, you know, God, and, and therefore the, 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 the scripture is full of example. It doesn't matter what your background is. Romans chapter 3 verse 28. Romans chapter 3 verse 28. For we maintain onwards, okay? For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law or is the God of the Jews only? No. He is the God of Gentiles also. Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. And therefore, do we nullify this law because of our faith? No. On the contrary, we establish the law, he says. Okay, so this is this is the stumbling stone, and all of them struggled. Everybody struggled. Okay, except of a bunch of guys. We call them tax collectors and prostitutes. Actually, the word is harlots. Matthew chapter twenty-one, verse thirty-one, the last part. 21 verse 31, the last part. It says, 
Assuredly, I say to you, that tax collectors and harlots are entering the kingdom of God before you. What an amazing indictment. Okay, so today I am going to look at the story of one harlot. You know why the harlot? You know what, what we call as a, this person has no hope. It's, it's what we call as a forcery logic. Argument from the lesser to the greater. I mean, God, it doesn't matter how much you messed up in your life. A person who truly believes will not be put to shame. You don't have to be put to shame. That is the story of Harlot. I just titled today's message, The Faith of a Harlot. The Faith of a Harlot. And, and it's so, this word harlot is attached to her name both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's not going to give up on her. I don't know why. Scripture is giving us a lesson maybe. J- Joshua chapter 2 verse uh, 1. Okay. Now the son, Joshua the son of Nun sent two of two men from Acacia group to spy secretly saying go view the land especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab. Joshua 6.17. We'll come back to these verses later on. 6.17. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction. It and all who are in it, only Rahab the harlot shall live. Oh boy, are you not going to give it up? Give up on her? Next verse, chapter six, chapter six, verse twenty-two of Joshua. Okay, let's see. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, "Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has." Harlot. Who is the harlot? Rehab the harlot. Okay. That word harlot, he doesn't even call her Rehab. Calls her harlot. Okay, fine. That is Old Testament. No. You know, in the New Testament is a spirit of grace. So the word harlot has to be deleted. No, look at what it says. No, turn to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rehab, <laughs> Rehab did not punish with those who did not believe when she had received the spice with peace. Okay. Then, James chapter 2 verse 25. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot? <laughs> also justified by work when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. Beautiful. You see how this is entirely panning out. One thing is being reiterated, reiterated both in the old and the new. What is the word? Harlot. What an amazing thing. A harlot can become a believer. It's impossible. Who can give her any chance? My God can. <coughs> the woman caught in adultery was brought to Jesus. Everybody said, what do you think? Who can give her a chance? What are the odds of a harlot to reach into heaven? Who is a harlot? The person who's destroyed marriages, who's broken homes. The word harlot in actually in the Greek uh, has a root word called porneo from which we get the word pornography and fornication etc. A person who has been indulging in fornication all of our life, absolute debaucherous. In fact, if you look at the word in the, ori- in, the in the in the Hebrew, it means a person who is wide. Meaning what? She invited a lot of people into her life. That's That's what it means. Harlot. Who can give her a chance? What are the odds of a harlot to make into heaven? That is the remarkable thing about the gospel. So let us look at it today. The story of 
Madam, Rahab, the harlot. The faith of a harlot is the title of today's message. Okay. Joshua chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1 onwards. Few thoughts. Very simple. Not complicated at all. Simple truths. Very simple and plain. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia group to spy secretly. How many men? You need to, whenever you see two, you stop there. Twelve men went to spy out Canaan. Ten were bad and two were good. When I was a chess, whenever I was a Sunday school uh, kid, I used to learn, I learned the song. Ten, twelve men went to spy on Canaan. Ten were bad and two were, two were good. Why did they go to spy on Canaan? Ten were bad and two were good. Some saw the giants big, big and tall. Some saw the grapes in clusters fall. Some saw the God was in it all. Ten were bad and two were good. What a, what a, what a uh, statement in this, in, in three words, three sentences. Some saw the giants, big and tall. Some saw the grapes in clusters fall. Some saw that God was in it all. Ten were bad and two were good. So whenever you see two, two is the order of God. It's a very, very important number. Not twelve. Twelve were sent, but only two were effective. Right? Two is a very important number. Turn to gospel according to Luke chapter 10, verse 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter is Petros Petros today. He is in fully anointed state's position. Okay. <laughs> okay, what it says. And after these things, the Lord appointed 71 other, 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city. Who sent? Jesus. What is Jesus' name? In, in, in Hebrew, Yeshua. Who sent in the Old Testament? Yehoshua. Our, our Yehoshua also sends people two by two. How many pe- preachers are here today? Two. Very interesting. What a coincidence. Or not. How many cameramen? Two capture, two pre- people <laughs> preaching, two capturing. So it's, it's remarkable. Okay. <laughs> okay. So God is speaking to all of you. Who think that you have made a mess of your life. But there is no hope for you. There is no hope for you. The wildest, I am the wildest offender. You believe that. Like you know, Peter comes to a point in his life. He says, Lord, I am good for nothing. Disciple, forget about it. Just let me go back to fishing now. At least that, at least I can, I can escape your face. Absolutely messed up in a horrible failure in my life. Have you ever come to that point in your life where you thought you were an absolute abject failure, disappointed God like anything? There's no hope for you. Two spies. You know, they are spies. You know what spies are? What are they supposed to do? See all the... And spies mean spies to the world. We are all spies into the world. We are not friends of the world. Yehoshua sends us a spies. To spy out those people whose hearts are stayed on God. Let's see. Ten one. After these things, the Lord appointed 71 others also. Maybe again go back to Mark's Gospel chapter 6 verse 7 onwards. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two. And gave them power over all unclean spirits. And look at what he says the next verse. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money bag. Okay, don't have to, we'll come to that later on. So let's go back to Joshua chapter 2 and verse 1 again. 
it says, Joshua sent two men from the Acacia Grove, or from Shittim, it says, other translations, to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there. I like the word lodge. You know what it means? They came and rested. Two, here, the disciples represents the word of God. Okay. Okay. How can we believe, how can they believe unless somebody is sent? And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Two here represents the word of God, and it says, they came to the harlot's house. Maybe, I don't know, they might have visited a lot of people in the town. But when they came to the harlot's house, it doesn't say they directly went into the harlot's house. I mean, who would go to harlot's house? Do you, would you go to the harlot's house if you're a, if you're a disciple? Being sent into a, into a, into a country to preach the gospel? Maybe you will go to, maybe you will go to a poor farmer, uh, hey, no, 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 don't come to my home. I heard about Jesus. You go to another house, maybe as a little more respectable serpent of the, of the village. And finally nobody accepts you, only a harlot accepts you. Will you go into that house? And it says, it not only that the harlot accepted, they came and lodged there. They found a resting place in that harlot's house. It's amazing how remarkable it is that the most unlikeliest of people, God finds his word to find a resting place in them. It's amazing how the poor and the needy, they were looking for some hope. Nobody loves them. That's exactly what a harlot is. Harlot, she's a harlot. That's exactly what happens to Simon, right? You, if this guy is a prophet, if he knows what kind of a woman she is, who's a sinner, it, the word, the, the, it, the, the Luke's gospel calls her a sinner. It doesn't even call her a name. A papishtidi. Oh, papi. What's her name? You don't know how many houses, how many marriages she has broken. Do you know her? And this guy, if he knows if he's really a prophet, can you imagine? And then it says, the word of God finds a resting place in Rahab's house. Boy, it's remarkable. Question is, does the word of God find a resting place in you? Well, it finds a resting place in the harlot's house. That is the reason why it's more, there's no more hope for a harlot than a righteous man. It's hard for a rich man to enter into the heaven, into the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor for yours is the gospel. If you have the ESV, Turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Joshua couldn't give him the, give him rest, it says. Hebrews chapter 4, it says, Joshua could not give him rest. Okay. Therefore, the promise of entering his rest still stands. Let us fear lest any one of you should seem to have failed to reach it. Next verse. For the good news came to us just as to them. Who are, who is this them over there? This is the people in the wilderness. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. You know, another rendering. I'll read that rendering. Okay. First follow me carefully. It says, uh, yeah, it says the message that they heard did, was not united by faith with those who listened or it did not meet with faith in the hearers. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Okay. As to what, what it means. The message came, they said, no, 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 we don't want this message. Message came in the form of a disciple maybe. Here have been two spies. Nobody 
it's like you know i had a i have a friend he was in one of the scandinavian countries i will not name it but now because everything is going online okay he was doing his uh, masters in that one of the scandinavian countries he got a he got a, a scholarship over there in that in and that in the scandinavian countries all are tall and aryan race no so he was going to the university once and uh, even as he was walking to the university and that was that nation was just opening up its borders to foreign students with scholarship so this guy was an indian and of course of a different color obviously so when he was walking on the streets people used to look at him on the streets and suddenly they would rush into their homes and close the door he said what is this kept on walking 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 every house they would look at him go into their house close the door right in front of his eyes he was frustrated and once that was adding insult to injury he was standing for a bus he was running for the uh, running for a bus and the bus was which was goes to university the bus stop was there he was running for the bus it was at least about let's say 10 meters away from the bus stop running as hard as he, as hard as possible as hard as as he can and then you know, the bus overtakes him and he says stop 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 the driver looks at him and just turns his face and he just goes goes off like that 10 meters down there's one white girl stops the girl car i mean the the bus like that of fellow stops and he says i'm not welcome in this country you know i said that's what exactly how it is the word of god comes will it find a resting place in your home he came he he was in the world and world the world was made by him but the world did not know him he came to his own oh, and they did not receive it it's quite possible that you might have heard the gospel over and over and again and you would have been a person sitting in the church but you have become gospel hardened but there could be a some other person who never heard the gospel she would he or she could just accept it like that by faith you know why because a word found resting place in that house amazing no acts chapter 13 verse 46 or uh, 44 onwards acts chapter 13 was 44 onwards i like this the next sabbath almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the lord okay <laughs> but the jews saw the crowds and they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what was spoken by paul reviling him and you know what he did and paul and barnabas spoke boldly saying it is necessary that the word of god has to be spoken to you first since you thrust it aside and judge yourself unworthy of eternal life behold we are turning to the gentiles who are they paul and barnabas again two <laughs> acts chapter 18 verse 5 and 6 five actually five onwards you can see when silas and timothy arrived from macedonia paul was occupied with the word paul is already always occupied with the word i like that no paul was occupied with the word testifying to the jews that christ was jesus and then go on and when they opposed and reviled him he shook off his garments and said to them your blood be upon your own, own heads i am innocent from now on i will go to the gentiles and the next verse very next verse look at what it says and he left there and went to the house of a man named 
Titus Justus, a worshipper for worshipper of God, his house was next door to the kya baat hai? Next door to the synagogue. And there he accepts the word. And then again, verse 8, just not him. Verse 8, I like the other verse also. Verse 8 is also very nice. 18, uh, 18, 8, yeah, 18, 8. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, also believed in the Lord. So, one Gentile and one Jew. But there were a bunch of guys who rejected him through him out of the house. And they were, they believed and they were baptized. And many of the Corinthians hearing Paul believed and were baptized. And I believe that was the time when he started the Corinthian church. Okay, so God is saying, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. But the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest. Will we accept the word? Or will we turn away from the word? Will we accept the word? Or will we turn away from the word? Look at our attitude about the word of God. About the word of God. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 2 now. And verse 1 onwards again. We'll read now from verse 1 2 onwards. And Joshua the son of Nun sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies saying, Go and view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, Bring out the men who have come to you who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them, and she said, True, the men came to me, but I do not know where they have, where they have, where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I don't know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. And verse six. But she had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax that she la- that she had laid in the, in order on the roof. Now think about this. The word of God comes. No, the king of Jericho sends. And uh, soldiers. The king of Jericho, by the way, the word Jericho means what? The city of moon. The king of Jericho means the ruler of darkness. What is he doing? He is sending spies to steal the word from your life. Okay. It's very interesting, right? Matthew chapter 13 will say, some fell on stony ground. What happened? The birds of the air came. Whose birds of the air? Satan. Satan comes and immediately steals the word of God and sends it and, and, and you don't even believe. Some fall on shallow soil. There's no depth. And immediately when persecution arises, you know what the word pursuer here? They pursue after, right? You know the word pursue means persecutor. See, there will be Satan who is coming to steal the word from you. She says no to Satan. There are pursuers. She says no to the pursuers. She is ready to be persecuted for the word of God. She is not shallow. And Luke's gospel says, says, the one who receives the word on a good and honest art, what, what does it say? Bears fruit. All is happening in the life of Rahab. She is not only receiving the word, she is hiding the word. Now, when people say, you are lying, this is not lying. This is faith. Two spies represents God's word and they are doing whatever possible to hide. Why, you know, why are we 
uh, constantly being encouraged to and exhorted to keep volume low because we want to give the word. And there are so many people who are enemies of the word of God. The state is not the friend of friend of friend of Christians and churches and the and the gospel. No, they don't like the gospel to be preached. You know, uh, I went to a, a. I mean, I know some AC some Christian schools in China. They are Christian schools. They follow a very particular syllabus. And you know how the whole place is? There'll be one guy who's standing outside. Okay. All the students will be, uh, you know, studying and doing their work, etc. And if the guy sees somebody from the police coming, he just sends a signal and immediately within 15, or not in 15 seconds, half a minute they're able to Completely refurbish the whole school and act as, act as if they have come to play. And the people come and they see and they go. Like pastor was saying, no? In one place that he was preaching the word of God, people used to come. Pursuers will come. Suddenly they will have one cake over there. What are they doing? Having a birthday party. See, this is how we, this is, this is what we call faith. What are you doing? You're, what are you doing? You're hiding the word. You know why? Because you want to bear fruit in your life. The pursuers are there. Persecutors are there. You know what you're doing? You are really, really ready to be persecuted for righteousness sake, but you're not also foolish. You're also wise. Oh, you know, a lot of people read it. That is all shallow reading. Oh, she's lying. How can God accept a liar? That is nonsense. That is a letter, that is not the spirit. The spirit is that she's hiding the word. She's hiding the word. Do we hide the word? You know how we hide the word? The attitude with which we hide the word. Turn with me to Acts chapter 16, please. Acts chapter 16. Two places I want to show you. And verse 5 onwards. Okay. So the churches were strengthened in faith and they increased in numbers daily. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And then, and when they came to Messiah, they attempted to go into Bethania, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. You look at this. It's amazing. Like, it's like this, no? All these, uh, these two spies are coming. They're searching which place to go, which place to go, which place. The Holy Spirit is coming and said, don't go to this place, don't go to this place, don't go to this place, don't go to this place. Where should you go? Go to the harlot's house. It's That's exactly what is happening over here. I mean, I, I believe that's exactly what is happening by the when, the, when the two spies went into Jericho, which place to go, which place to go, which place to go, nobody was welcoming them, I don't know how they were dressed, maybe they were obviously dressed like, like one of them, otherwise they would have been easily uh, identified. And when they came up to Messiah, they attempted to go to Bethany, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Let's go on. So passing by Messiah, they went to Thros. Sorry, uh, did I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night and a man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come out to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision immediately, what? We sought to go to Macedonia concluding that the gospel had called us, to, I mean, God has called us to preach the gospel to them, them. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to whatever this place, 
and the following day to Neopolis. I'm think, I think, um, am, am, am I doing the right thing? Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So setting from the next, uh, Neopolis, next verse, verse 12. Verse 12 and 13. And from there to Philippi, which is leading us, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and Roman colony, we remained in the city some days. And verse 13, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed to, where we supposed there would be a place of prayer. And when we sat down and spoke to the woman who had come together, can you imagine all this journey? I tell you, right, that is, God says, Forbids them to go to Asia, forbids them to go to here, forbids them to go there. And in the spirit, some guy in Macedonia comes and says, come and preach the gospel. Paul sees it in a vision. And who sets sail? What does it say? W-E means we. Uh, no, Paul, I Holy Spirit didn't speak to me. Can we have a prayer meeting for confirmation? No. Oh, the spirit has spoken to you. Let's all go together now. Come on. And they come to that place and they're searching where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go. All these places, one great apostle is being stopped by the Holy Spirit to zero in on to one girl. Look at what it says. Next verse. Verse uh, 14. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira. Who... Worship God. And what happened? The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. So what happened? Finally, the word of God found the resting place in the heart of Lydia. What will she do now? Uh, Thank you for giving me the gospel. Thank you very much. Here's your offering. Go home. Look at what next verse. And when she had, and when she and her household were baptized, what did she do? She begged us saying, if you have judged me to be found faithful to the Lord, come to my house and Stay. So she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went up. Uh, okay, yeah, that's it. She persuaded her and he goes to the house of Lydia. Why? What did, what do you think Paul did there? Had, had a nice meal? No, 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 no. She wanted to learn the word. She was like, Apostle Paul, if she comes to us, can you imagine if he comes here today? Boy, I'm going to sit with him with the Old Old Testament and say, please explain to me every word now. Come on, let's do it. No, you wrote Romans. Now you left us for the spirit, for the spirit of God to help us. But now you, I want you to know what you thought here, what you thought here, what you thought here. I want to know your mind. Can you imagine? You know why? The Holy Spirit, God found, he resisted the spirit stop. This, 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 all ministerial opportunities were stopped for one girl where Holy Spirit could find a resting place for the word of God. Can God find a resting place for the word of God in your heart, my dear brothers and sisters, who are here and who are watching and who are will watch in online in this in the next days? Even if you are the rejected of the society, if you find the resting place for God, you know what God is going to do? He's going to bring you out of bondage. Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 28 onwards. My favorite. Every time I look at this passage, I, I have tears in my eyes onwards, okay? And they drew near to the village. This is Jesus and them discussing the scriptures, okay? And they drew near to the village where they were going and he indicated that he would have gone farther. As Jesus said, okay, okay. See you. Bye-bye. And you know what the next verse? But they constrained him. Abide with us. For it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. And when he broke the bread, 
their eyes were open. Amazing, no? So does the Holy Spirit find a resting place for the word of God? Or are you only satisfied for with salvation? Okay, okay, thank you very much. I am also baptized now. Those who were baptized continued steadfastly in the apostles. You see, Lydia, who I don't know if she's a Jewish. I don't know if I don't know if she's a Jewish. She's a worshiper of God. Maybe she was a Gentile. We don't know. But one thing she understood: what Peter did on the day of the uh, day of Pentecost, where apostle, where they, the church gathered, gathered daily for the apostles' doctrine. She also said, "You know what? You're an apostle. Please teach me doctrine." That's what we need to do also. So what does Rahab do? She hides the word of God. Two people who represent the word of God in the bushes so that she can have a conversation with her, with them. Will we hide God's word in our hearts like that? Value God's word? Think about it, no matter brothers and sisters. Do you value God's word? Do you value God's word? I'm not just talking about any word. I'm talking about the word of Christ. I'm talking about the anointed word. The the word which when you receive by by faith has got the power to work in you and when you receive it by faith has got the capacity to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Both. Why? He who supplies the spirit and works miracles among you, how, how does he do it? Not by the works of law, but by the hearing from faith. Do we have faith? That kind of faith? So let's go back now. Joshua. Chapter 2 and verse 7 onwards now. Then the men pursued them by the road to the to the Jordan, to the forts. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. The word pursuer, as I told you, pursue stands for persecutors. Okay, the persecutors of the word. Shut down. Next verse. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof. And this is the conversation she's going to have. What a conversation. And she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of the, of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you. What kind, what heart do they have? Okay. Um, we'll come to that later. Hmm? Uh, faint hearted because of you. Faint hearted matlab? Started trembling. They started fearing. Lot of people are faint-hearted today. Men's heart will fail them for fear. They're all faint-hearted these days. Kind of things that God is sending, the kind of judgments God is sending on the world. What are they happening? What is happening to their hearts? They're getting faint-hearted. But this lady is not faint-hearted. Faint-hearted does not imply soft heart. Fearful heart does not imply a soft and tender heart. Fearful heart can imply a very hard heart too. Can I explain this to you? Go to Acts chapter 24. Verse 24 onwards. And after some days, Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Kya baat hai? Now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered. What did he become? He became faint-hearted. Okay, <laughs> okay. He became faint-hearted. What, what, what did he speak about? Righteousness, self-control and judgment. 
Then the Holy Spirit comes. He will convict you of sin because you do not believe. Of righteousness because I go to my father. And of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. That's exactly what even Rahab has experienced here. But what happens to this guy? Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Started shivering. Started becoming afraid. But look at this. Faint heart does not mean that you have a soft heart. Look at what the next verse says. Verse 26. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul that he might release him. This fellow has not changed. One bit. Briber of the millennium. One, not even one bit. He's changed. He was, ta- he was taught about righteousness. He was taught about self-control. He was taught about judgment. Can you give me a bribe? I'm telling you, this is remarkable. You know what this guy is? Actually, if you turn to chapter 24 and verse uh, 22 of uh, Acts chapter 24 and verse 22. But, uh, yeah. But when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the uh, who had more no- accurate knowledge of the way? Felix. But when he was given, that means he is a kind of a believer. But when he was taught about righteousness, self-control and judgment and the judgment to come, can you give me a bribe? Ah, it's okay. Can you give me a bribe? You know, I remember you know, one time I told, I think I shared this testimony sometime back when the pass when those days passport people uh, I applied for Tatkal passport. Okay, I got the passport, and police fellow has to come for uh, this. first time when the when I applied for passport, I gave him fifty rupees bribe because everybody told me if you don't give some money to the police fellow, he will go and say you have some uh, some record in your in the police station and you will never be able to go to. America. I said, Ma, that should not happen. So I gave him 50 rupees bribe those days when I was in uh, 1997. I'm talking about 1996. My uh, my visa, I mean, my passport expired 10 years later. No, I applied for my renewal. So this time I applied Tatkal. So this guy comes for for uh, what is that? For verification of all the documents. So he came home. I nicely invited him to my home. I gave him lime juice. No bribe, lime juice, because it, it was, it was what? Uh, it was summer, so I gave him lime juice, uh, sometime around June, I think. Oh, sorry, he drank nicely. Sir, show me all your documents. One document, second document, third document, all documents over. Okay, sir, everything is fine. All is well. I said, okay, thank you, sir. Uh, he said, okay, sir. Uh, okay, sir, I'm lift my mouth. He says, lift my mouth. We'll, we'll speak in the lift. I said, okay. Thank you, ma. Tama. Thank you very much for the drink and <laughs> I took him into the uh, lift. Now, my heart is beating against my chest. I don't want to give him a bribe. I said, what to say to this fellow now? Ah, so, uh, so, uh, uh, sir, I'm Christian, sir. I'm a Christian. Oh, I also go to church, sir. I mean, I also go to church and I know many people who know the way, who have a perfect knowledge and accurate knowledge of the way, who have given me bribe. I was one among them a few years before, a decade before. Uh, I said, sir, uh, actually, if I give you a bribe, make double is there, punish My God will punish me. He looked at me. He said, sorry, sir. No, 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 sir. No, 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 sir. No, sir. Sorry, sir. Okay, sir. I said, okay, sir. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Uh, I have never seen anybody like this. No, no problem, sir. Congratulations, sir. Bye, sir. Tada, sir. And he left. 
as a Gentile. When I talked about self-control, judgment, he trembled. And this fellow, he knows the way accurately. And something about righteousness and self-control and judgment to come has been spoken. He's shivering, but he still wants to take bribe. People are like Judas, they cannot change anymore. It's amazing. Christian, have we become like that? As I told you, you know, that is what we, how we know hardness of heart. Whether we are more sensitive to sin or less sensitive to it. Ah, everybody does it. Christians also do. Do you think they will enter into heaven? Yeah. I remember Pastor James <laughs> telling me something. <laughs> he said, if you have taken a book from somebody and you have not returned it, <laughs> don't end up in hell with books in your hand. <laughs> you see, don't end up in hell with books in your hand, which you have to return. <laughs> Incredible. I would have taken you to heaven, but those books, my goodness. Think. See, there's no fear. That is what is happening to Jericho. They are all faint-hearted, but they are not tender-hearted. There's a lot of difference. That's what will happen. A lot of people in this world, because there's a lot of panic going on, they will enter into churches, but they are all faint-hearted, but not tender-hearted. They will not repent of their sins. Why is all this happening? God is judging. I mean, today I saw the the map of the coronavirus now. It has entered into Africa, virtually every country in Africa. We thought that Africa was the last continent. Now that is the, that is the continent which has not been spared also now. Every place the coronavirus has gone. The judgment is there all around the world. Are we tender-hearted or are we faint-hearted is a question. Isn't it amazing? People are, tend- are faint-hearted, not tender- tender-hearted. It's a spirit of fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a tender heart, which is open to correction, which has got the capacity to change, which is can, which can be, which can be, which is malleable, which is ductile, which can be folded, which can be changed, which can be melted. Faint hearted. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 2 now. And verse 8 onwards now. Uh, uh, Actually verse 9 onwards. Joshua chapter 2 verse 9. And she said to them, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. But you know what? It says, if you don't have to turn there, Joshua chapter 6, it says, Jericho was tightly shut in. Nobody could go in and nobody could go out. It was tightly quarantined to the gospel. We are faint-hearted, but we will not allow the gospel to come into our house. Can you imagine the irony of it all? You are quarantined from the gospel. Why? That is not the quarantine, Baba. Coronavirus is okay, but not the gospel. Coronavirus quarantine has happened so that you can be open to the gospel, not be close to the gospel. But what has happened? You think about it, no? Think about it. How many of us faint-hearted people, a lot of people will be faint-hearted, they will only watch Netflix or movies on YouTube and waste their time. 
And not use this time for preparation, my dear brothers and sisters. Like pastor said, this is the only other time in the history of mankind that there is a worldwide judgment that has taken place after Noah's time. Are we being divinely warned of God? And are we being moved with godly fear and preparing for ourselves an ark which will make us pass through judgment like pastor was preaching in Hindi today. That we will have inside and outside, tender heart, ear and receptive to the gospel also and be obedient to whatever God says and calls us to do. Like for all of us here, you've taken the time to be off. Amazing. You know, all young people who are not married now, only Peter and, jo- and uh, Sammy here. What an amazing privilege for you guys. Mind is busy, tired, sleeping, working, tired, sleeping. You cannot be tempted at all. Can you be tempted? Where is the time to get tempted? <laughs> and Sammy is doing iterations after iterations after iterations. Baba, he is becoming one communications genius only. Yes, Sammy. <laughs> I like that, no? I like that. This is how, this is how we used to work in the lab. I mean, it reminds me of that lab days, no? This guy goes there and does, does. I said, let's, let's finish it 48 hours without sleep. Let's get it done. Reminds me of those cracking days, okay? It's, I wish I could also be with you, but unfortunately I'm on the other side of the pulpit, so <laughs> I like to be on, the, on that side. But you see, it's good. It's good for young people to bear the yoke of God when they are young. And who, who has placed that yoke? God has placed that yoke. Kadi moyuta yavanastuniki manchidi. It's God who placed that yoke on you, my dear brothers and sisters. And if you are a young man involved in this ministry, boy, you are blessed. I wish I was like you when you were maybe your age. Busy in the work of God. Like Paul was, he didn't have any other work but the work of God. Okay, good, good example. So let us move. And he said, I know that the Lord has given you this land. Verse 9. And that the terror of the Lord has fallen on us and all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. And verse 10. For we have heard. It is not that people don't hear the gospel. Everybody knows. We have all heard, but only I responded. Not even my family members. Members. What did she hear? For we have heard how the Lord dried up the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. Now the question you need to ask is this, who is this you? Who is that you? And your answer would be? Israel? Oh, really? Acts, Exodus chapter 12 verse 38. Read that together. A mixed multitude also went up along with them with flocks and herds and great deal of livestock. But who are these mixed multitude, Baba? They are also the people who believed that if you stay inside the house when the Passover lamb is slain. See, in the land of Egypt, every house had a death. What did I say? In the land of Egypt, it doesn't matter if you're an Israeli house or Israelite house or an Egyptian house. Every house had a death. Either it is the death of the firstborn or it is the death of the 
lamp and that is the reason why jesus uh, uh, god tells the uh, tells uh, tells moses in the law all the firstborn have to be redeemed by half a shekel it doesn't matter if there's a poor fellow or a rich fellow everybody has to give me a half a shekel because all the firstborn including the animals belong to me so it doesn't matter if you're an israelite or an egyptian as long as you're inside the passover lamp the death that that, that angel has passed over you so there was a bunch of mixed Egyptian guys who said, oh, maybe, maybe this is what the, we've seen all these signs and wonders and going, going on. God is judging. Might as well take this last thing seriously. That's exactly what happens, right? There's a, there's a, there's a plague. I think it's the plague where uh, God says, I'm going to send and kill off all the animals. Whichever animal is on the field, I'm going to kill off. Better take all the animals inside. Some Egyptians take the animals inside. Some Egyptians say, ah, nothing's going to happen. They all die. So I think those Egyptians would have said, hey, this God is serious, Baba. Now let us get get in line with the Egyptian, with the Israelite God. Our gods have failed us now. So what has happened? This you includes just not the Israelites. It is both the same God. It's a, it is one God who justifies both the Jew and the Gentile. The uncircumcised by faith, and, I mean, circumcised by faith, and the uncircumcised through faith. For there is no distinction. So he says, she says, I know that you came out. Why? The mixed multitude. They've, just imagine if Pharaoh would have caught them. You traitors. You Egyptian traitors. Would you have not said that? But we know that your God is merciful to everybody. As long as they believe in what he has spoken. There was a death in every home. Either your firstborn or a lamb. It doesn't matter if you're an Israelite. God did not see the color of your skin. God did not see your race. He only saw the blood. God did not see how you were inside, whether you're fearful or whether you say, come on God. It doesn't matter what kind of a faith you had while you were staying inside. As long as there was blood on the doorpost, the angel of death passed over. You understand that, my dear brothers and sisters? So, for we know. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you and how you came out of Egypt and what you did to two kings, both of the Amorites on the other side, Sihon and Og. What is Og? Long neck. In other words, we know that your God judges stiff-necked people and we won't, don't want to have anything to do with this God. We want to bend our neck to this God whom you utterly destroy. You see the conversation of this lady? You see, uh, turn to Romans chapter 10. We know this very well, but we will look at it once again. Just one minute, I'll tell you the exact verse, Sammy. Just, I should have written that. I forgot that. Was uh, 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 if you believe in your heart, yeah. Verse nine onwards. But if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ 
and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, this is her confession about the God of Israel. Did she do one righteous act? No. She only understood what kind of a God it is. He is. A confession. A God who does not tolerate sin, who will judge sin, but is also merciful. He does not show distinction between Jew and Gentile. He is a God of all. Why? A mixed multitude also came. What a God, no? What faith Rahab has? This faith not even believers have. In fact, they are hardened to the gospel. The faith of a harlot. All she had was a belief that in spite of all my sin, if I just go and hide myself under the blood, the angel of death will pass over. Galatians 5, 6 and 6, 15. What does it say? For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith expressing itself through love. Other six fifteen. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision uncircumcision avails anything, but a new creation. And if any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are history; all things are new. Can you imagine? Just by understanding the nature of this God, a person who has absolutely messed up in her life and she has not done one thing to merit the goodness of God, she's going to be saved. That is faith. That is faith. That is faith, my dear brothers and sisters. So it's not your acts of righteousness. Your acts of righteousness is absolutely filthy rags before God. It's not that we don't do good works. We Good works only start after salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 onwards. 8 onwards. Let's see what it says. By For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. Meaning you did not merit anything to ex- experience the mercy of God. Whether you are a law abiding person, so called. Or you were a person who has been absolutely indulgent in the world. Okay. And that not of yourself. It is what? It is a gift of God. And then it says, not of works lest anyone should boast. One of the things that the gospel does, it it just cancels out everything. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. Let not, let not the strong man boast in his strength. But let him boast, let him boast that he knows me. And okay, Telugu Lalantante, Yehovani Parasilinchi Telisukonodi. Examine and search out God, what kind of a God he is. And there's exactly this lady, she's been hearing and hearing and she's like, what kind of a God he is? I believe he's a merciful God because a mixed multitude came. What did the mixed multitude do? do? Oh, they just went and hid themselves under the under the blood of the Passover lamb and they had to do nothing to merit his favor and goodness? Oh boy. Maybe there's faith for me. Maybe there's hope for me too. Can I appeal now? What, what does she do? Let's go back to Joshua chapter 2. Oh yeah, let us finish this. Ephesians chapter 2. Not of works lest anyone should boast, uh, boast. And verse 10. 
Therefore, remember, okay, chapter 10, okay, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All we need to do is walk in what God has already given us to do. And that's exactly what we are planning to do in the next next 21 days. We will not have biryani because biryani is too much heavy. Mutton biryani. Oh my goodness, I had mutton biryani and I am still not able to digest. So we have to really, really, really seek the face of God. Seek His will and seek seek His face and say, Lord, 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 let your will become more and more clear in my life. I am not just satisfied with whatever I have now. I want to know what the works you have prepared for me. Even before the foundation of the world were there, were laid, I want to hear your voice. 21 days, I want to quarantine myself. A harlot like Rahab heard a few things about this God and now she has such an incredible faith. How much more I should have, Lord? I've heard the word of God so many years over and over and over. Not from this, just from this pulpit, from different, different anointed men of God. Lord, this is this. It is high time for me to know the, your will in my life. Your, just not your good will, not just your acceptable will, but your perfect will in my life, Lord. So that you know what, I can work from rest. What an amazing thing. You know, what, what is, what is the dynamics that changes our Christian life? What is the difference between Moses and the rest of the gang? What was the difference between Moses and the rest of the gang today as we heard? Moses heard. Can you believe that? Just heard. But heard. But there is hearing and hearing. Okay. There is hearing. We all have heard, says Rehab. But only one has faith. Hearing that leads to faith is different. What they heard did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith, it says in Hebrews chapter 4. And therefore they did not enter into what? They rest. So important. But you know what happens? It's not that we stop, don't stop working hard. We probably have worked even more hard. But now there is no, what do you say, uh, Working hard for approval. We don't perform before God. God already says, you know what, you're good. You know, you're already clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. In, in, in my eyes, you're already good. It's not going to change now. Abigail, you're good for me. For me, you're my girl. I know your potential. Yeah, you know, here and there, you make a lot of, a few mistakes over here and there, but you know, I know your potential. I know what you are, what you're capable of through my what am I saying? Come on, let's let's go to scripture. First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Look at the confession of this man. <clears throat> and verse, ah, verse seven onwards. Are we there? Okay. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. This is Jesus after his resurrection, and then fine, finally, then last of all, he was seen by me also. As one born out of due time. And then. For I am the least of the apostles. Who am not worthy to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But let let us look at this. The next verse. But the grace of God. But by the grace of God. I am what I am. And the grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly they than they all. Yet not I, but by the grace of God, which was in me. What a man. He says, you know what? I worked hard, worked hard. But this time I'm not working for his approval. I'm already approved of him. I want to please him now. I want to give him pleasure. <laughs> but just without faith, it is impossible to please God. And by faith, 
sorry what circumcision doesn't matter uncircumcision uncircumcision doesn't matter but faith expressing itself through love i love him so much working for him not like uh, like jacob no Se- seven years like few days few days you know why because of the love that he had for him this light and momentary affliction and he worked hard and hard and hard he was involved with the word of god with the with preaching it says in acts that is that's that's what should our, our attitude should be morning lays in tarvatanchi vakyam 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 21 days nothing else hard you know what's what should be a purpose statement in your life my purpose statement colossians 1 verse 28 and 29 colossians 1 28 and 29 this is my purpose statement for my life him we preach warning every man teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus and verse 29 to this end i also labor agonizing according to his working which works mightily in me so let us work hard okay we'll work hard and that doesn't doesn't it doesn't really tire us you know why because we love him no love him are we refreshed same oh yeah ready to go for another 48 hours absolutely no problem just rest go rest go best place to be in, in the presence of god under the anointing of the holy spirit kya baat hai if it can happen to me it can happen to everybody you need to believe that's all so let's go back to joshua chapter 2 now verse 8 Oh, for verse, no, verse 9 and, it uh, was, uh, 10. Sorry, verse 10. Verse 10. <clears throat> Now, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. Next verse. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted and neither did there remain any more courage in any one of you because of you for the lord your god for the lord your god he is god in the heavens and above uh, heaven above and on earth beneath next verse what a ship now therefore i beg you swear to me by the lord since i have shown you kindness that you will also show me what kind kindness why what is this kindness baba what is what is happening to her but this time you should know romans chapter 2 verse 4 what does it say or do you despise the riches of his goodness his forbearance and long suffering not knowing the kindness of god or the goodness of god is leading you to what repentance is repentance which is happening here now see we just don't s- preach salvation without repentance yes it is not by works absolutely not but it is not without repentance though rehab didn't have to do one thing yes but she had to repent what is happening she's saying you know what i know the world that i live i'm going to live in and the one thing which i put all my trust and hope in is collapsing I messed up my life. I didn't do. I don't deserve any of the mercies. What is she doing? She's begging. What is implying? That is some humility. 
riches of his great grace should lead you to what? Repentance. We don't. There is no salvation without repentance. That is what the, what is a disciple supposed to go and preach? The kingdom of God. And what is the kingdom of God's first statement? Oh, repent. Change your mind. Why am I saying this? Who is she? She is called the Rahab the harlot. Turn with me. ESV. Okay. Matthew chapter 21. Verse 28 onwards. I'm I'm reading from the ESV. I'm because we are talking about harlots. No. Okay. What do you think? A man had two sons. How many sons? Two sons. And he went up to the first and said, Son, go and work in my vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward he changed his mind. What is repenting? Changing your mind. And he went. Next verse. And he went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I go, sir. Let me tell you. One guy did not do one work that is required of him in the law, according to the law. The other guy, he thought that he did one work as required by the law. But he didn't do anything. Next verse. Which one of the two did the will of the father? They said, the first. Jesus said, now look at the statement. Truly I say to you, (laughs) the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. And the next verse, look at what it says. Look at the statement. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, but you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your mind. So what did the tax collectors and prostitutes do when John the Baptist was preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is here? They repented. They changed their mind. See, there is no salvation without repentance. There is a spirit of repentance, my dear brothers and sisters. There is a fruit of repentance. There is godly sorrow. There is mourning for your sin. We are coming back to these basics over and over again. But this is true. There is nothing like that. Without repentance, there is no salvation. Oh, we are not saved by works. Absolutely true. But there is definitely repentance. And repentance is not work. It is a fruit of your salvation. It is a fruit. And repentance has, what is it? It's, think about it. Now she's the one person who's going to be absolutely radically saved when compared to the whole world. That is her world, Jericho. Absolutely different. Jericho is tightly shut up and all the congregation of Israel is, is, is camped right next to Jericho. The whole of Jericho is there and the entire family of Rehab is, has come home. Why did the relatives come? Is there a will being distributed? Yes. A new covenant is being made now. A new will through the blood of Jesus. Wherever there is a will, there are relatives. (laughs) All the relatives came. But therefore there is a will now. Who is dying, Baba? We are dying. Our old life is gone. If you don't die to our whole life, we will die, die along with you. All come together in one place. That is repentance. They change them. Everybody change their mind. It's a changing of mind. 
It's a radical thing. The whole world is shocked as to what's going on with, with Rahab. Maybe possibly even mocking her. What? If you come to your house, we are, not, we are going to be saved. What are you talking about? Thank you. We will, be, we will be quarantined in our house. Because the quarantine has to come now again. We have to put that word now. We have to force it. We will be quarantined. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 onwards. Godly sorrow. We know that. For those people who do not know. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 onwards. Is it there? For godly sorrow works repentance, produces repentance. I'll read it from there, okay, Sami? No problem. For godly grief or sorrow produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret. And you know what? Because you have made a decision to come and come into Rahab's house that day, you will not regret that decision for the rest of your life. Whereas, worldly sorrow. Everybody else is also sorrowing. But is that, is that leading them to repentance? No. They all, are they all faint-hearted? Yes. But they are tender-hearted? No. The sorrow of the world produces death. Then next verse. For observe this very same thing. That you sorrowed in a godly manner. What diligence it produced in everybody's diligence. That day everybody reached Rahab's house and tightly shut in. Clearing of yourselves, indignation, fear. You see that there's fear, there's vehement desire, what zeal, what vindication. In all things you proved yourselves to be clear in this matter. You see, this is repentance. It's not work, it's repentance. You changed. Your your mind has changed. Manchiman is poin the maraman so chindane. A good mind has gone and a changed mind has come. You were trusting in your good mind. But that fellow has to be removed. A changed mind has to come. Okay. So let's go back now. So what does she do? She appeals to their mercy. Verse 12. Now therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. What is kindness? That what kindness did she to, did she, did she show the, the spice? She literally accepted the word into her life. You see, what kindness will you show God? What kindness will you show God? Can you show any kindness? Accept his word. Don't reject his word. That is the kindness. He made his, he, he, he was the one who made the world and the world did not know him. He came to his own, his own did not receive him and there was no place for him in their hearts and in their inn. No room. He was a stranger. The word comes and as I said, enemy. They close the door to the word. They didn't show kindness to Jesus. That is the reason why it says it is very important as to how you deal with the people who labor in the world and they should be counted worthy of double honor. Double honor. Don't muzzle the ox which feed, I mean, which is grinding. That is how you show kindness. You respect. You know, one of the things I like about the Pentecostal church, IPC especially, you should see the kind of uh, reverence they have for a man of God. Have you have you seen IPC churches? Ayagaru, Randaigaru, Kurchandi. Ayagaru, Ayagaru, Emanagaru, Miku. Do you need anything? Can I get you something? My goodness, the respect and the reverence that they have for a man of God. 
And so many other churches, you know how the pastor is treated? You sit here, don't talk. The community will discuss now. No wonder dead churches. You know why? Because you have not been kind to God's word. And you are expecting God to be kind to you. You have not been kind. You cannot separate the word of God from the person because the message and the messenger are one. That's exactly what, what happened to Salome. I mean, Herodias, sorry. John said, it is not lawful for you to be, to marry your brother's wife, finish her fellows put in prison. What is it? Is he kind to God's word? No, he's not kind. No, he's not kind. Kind to God's word. Are you kind? To God's word? Do you, you know, you know, it's very important. This is, you will, you'll see the next portion, no? He, she, she, she makes the spies by the rope, right? That's exactly what people do to Apostle Paul also in Acts chapter 9. How do they do? A man of God is escaping in a basket. Why? Because one man has got the courage and he's so carefully allowing, you know, he's the most anointed man. The salvation of the world is dependent upon him. If he dies, no Romans. If he dies, no Ephesians. If he dies, no Galatians. If he dies, no Timothy. If he dies, no Titus. That guy who lowered Apostle Paul will get the same reward for writing Romans, for Paul writing Romans. I'm sure. Because he who shows kindness to a prophet will receive a... Do you show kindness to God's word, my dear brothers and sisters? A question, all of us here, whoever is listening online, do we have a special heart for people who bring the word of God? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking to me. I should not be speaking to you and expecting you to be honoring me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm asking myself too. Do we have a reverence for God's servants? It says in Hebrews chapter 13, he says, don't have to turn there. It says, don't grieve them, those who have rule over you. For it will not be beneficial to you. They give and they have to give an account for you. They have to give an account for you. Are we getting it? Do, are we kind to God's word? Why did, what do you think she received kindness? You know why? Because she was kind to God's word. She received the word of God. That's exactly what happened to the jailer. The jailer went hammer and tongs. He hammered and beat up Paul and Silas in prison. And after that, the, she, they, he saw the judgment and he came and in repentance, you know what he started doing? He started becoming kind to God's people. Kind to become to the people who bore the word of God. Are we kind to God's people and especially those who labor in the word of God? Do we, do we protect them? Do we protect them? Do they, do we guard them? Do we pray for them? That's exactly what Paul says. Pray for us, my dear brothers and sisters, so that the gospel will have free, that God will give us revelation, so that we'll be able to declare the mysteries of God. Kindness is important, my dear brothers and sisters, to God's word. I have shown kindness to you. Please, can you show kindness to me now? Of course. The, how, how could she beg for kindness? Because she received the word with kindness. She had the heart for God's word. That is Rahab. That is the faith of a harlot. Did she deserve anything? No. She said, you know what? This is God's word. This is God's word. I just have to reverence and honor them. 
And God says, okay, I'll show you kindness. And how, see, faith without works is dead. How do, what does she do? She protects the God's word. She sends them along another path. That's what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31 will say. Eleven thirty-one. Yeah, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spice with peace. Turn with me to Mark's Gospel now, chapter six. <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter ten, verse two onwards. Now, Luke's Gospel, chapter ten. Verse 2 onwards. And he said to them, The harvest was truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And next, Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. That's exactly what two spies, everybody's hostile, all wolves, only one lamb. Next, uh, uh, two lambs here. Cather, carry neither this and etc. Verse, verse 5 now. <clears throat> But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And the next verse, if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. How did Rahab send away the, uh, away the spice? With peace. That means she received, she was kind to God's word. She showed kindness. If not, it will return to you. I think that's a remarkable thing. I mean, pastor, I remember pastor saying, if a man of peace is not there, the peace will, you will feel it immediately in your spirit. This fellow is not accepting the word of God. You'll, you'll feel the spirit coming back to you again. Peace coming back to you. Man of peace. Question. All of us, no, this is, this is something which you have to constantly do every day. This is what we call a circumcised heart. And circumcised ears. Jeremiah chapter 6 will say, you know what? My, no, no, you don't have to. My, my people have what? Uncircumcised ears. When they come to hear the word of God, there's no circumcision, meaning there's no preparation for the, for listening to the word of God. That's exactly what Telugu renders it. That word circumcised is rendered as siddhapatu. You know what siddhapatu means? What does it mean? Preparation. When you are prepared, now, one of the things that you sh- you can be uh, kind to the to the word of God every Sunday is by not falling asleep. No, see, if in a university setting, Baba, if my People, my students, one blink like that fellow's had heart. He goes for a toss only. I literally make him do this thing. Engineering student, top 5% in the country, doesn't matter to me. In my class, if you sleep, I'll do one thing. You know what I'll do? Hands up like this and run in the class, two rounds. And then go back to your seat. Before all the girls, he has to run. Hands like that. Now, in the church, we can't do that. In university, we force kindness. In the church, we expect kindness. Manisilaya. 
<laughs> it's remarkable, right? Okay, see, think about it. Even if you have heard the word before, Arey, already I heard this message. So what? So many times Jeremiah repeated the same verse over and over and over again. Are you already episode? Okay, so did you already obey it? Ah, pastor already spoke this message a long time back. Oh, really? So many times what pastor preached, he preached it in so many different places. You know, every time I listen to the same word, I get a different revelation. Mark, how many times you would have read gospel according to Mark? Every time you read it, read it, don't you get a new thing? I already read it. You see, this is important. This is what we call as kindness to the word. Okay, be kind to the word. No, that's enough. Let's move on. Let's go back to Joshua. <laughs> Chapter 10, verse, uh, uh, where are we? Verse, uh, 12. Verse, uh, verse 12? I beg you, yes, I beg you since I have shown you kindness that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a, I like that, true token. Uh-uh, go to the, go to the prayer. Give me a true token, a true pledge. I love this. What a demand she's saying. Give me an assurance of salvation. My dear brothers and sisters, whoever is listening online and all of you who are over here, my God is a God who does not deceive. God is not a liar. My God is not a liar. Oh, I don't know. After having done so much, will he really accept me or not? He is not unjust. That's the reason why it says in Hebrews, Galatians chapter 6, you don't have to turn there. God is not unjust to forget the labor of love that you have shown. No, he's not unjust. I like this. Can you give me a true token? Can you give me assurance? You can have assurance today. And what an assurance she has. What an assurance she has. Let's read on. What is that assurance she has? 14? 13. 13. Joshua 12. 12. Uh, 2. 13. Yes bro. Change, 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 change. Sorry. Quickly. We're getting late. Almost time. And spare my father and my mother, my brothers and sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. She's already become an evangelist. Okay, let's move on. Again. So the men answered, I love this. Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us this land. It is not if the Lord has given us land. When the Lord has given us, given us this land. That we will deal kindly and truly with you. But you have to do something. Next verse. Then she led them down by a rope through the window. For her house was on the city wall. And when she dwelt, because she dwelt on the wall, we understood what this means. Let's move on. And she said to them, go to the mountains, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. After that, you may go in your way. And then, this is a statement. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear. What is that oath? Unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father and your mother, your brothers and all your father's house into your home and quarantine them in in your home. So it shall be 
that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the streets, his blood shall be upon his own head and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood will be upon our head. This is exactly what Jesus said. Whoever sins you forgive, it will be forgiven them. This is the authority. What does it mean? It's not me. This is what it means. If you are truly repented on the blood of Jesus, it has got the power to cleanse you from all your sin. Only one thing. You stay inside. You stay inside. And does she stay inside? Oh yeah, of course she stays inside. What does this signify? This is what we call as justification by faith. What we call as? Justification by faith. She believes in the blood of Jesus Christ. And when she believes in the blood of Jesus Christ, she becomes a what of God? The child of God. And God is going to act as if she has never sinned. How can I prove this to you? So let us go through a series of verses. Okay? Shall we go to the series of verses? Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. First. Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia group to spy secretly, go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the harlot named Rahab. 617. Next 622. Be ready with that. Now the city shall be doomed by the law to destruction and it is it and all who are in it, only Rahab the harlot shall live. 22. Next 25. But Joshua had said to them, said to, said to two men who had spied out the country, go into the, whose house? Harlot's house. Next 25. Joshua spared Rahab the harlot. Fantastic. James 2 verse 25 and Hebrews 11.31 Likewise was not Rahab the harlot what? Justified. That means as if she has never sinned. Then 11.31 By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish. All these verses have one word in common. What is that word? Harlot. Except. Matthew chapter 4. Sorry, Matthew chapter 1. Verse 1 onwards. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Okay? Let's read his genealogy. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, Hezron begot Ram. It is not Ram, Lord Ram, but some other Ram, okay? Ram begot Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nason, Nason begot Salman. Salman begot Boaz by Rahab and what? What is missing? Gone. Why? This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It says in Isaiah chapter 53, who can declare his generations? And if you come into Christ, only one person who can rub off all your past and give you as if you have never sinned a start, as if you have never sinned. You know who is that God? My Jesus himself. What an amazing God we serve, no? 
That means I was a betrayer before. In, in me, you are just a new creation. Fresh start. Absolutely fresh. I will not hold anything of the past on you. You could have messed up your life. My God looks for those people who mess up. You know why? Because they will have a message in a testimony. And he will wait for people till they mess up so that he can have a testimony to them. That is the reason why he waits till Apostle Paul commits murder. And then he meets him. So that his life, and that is the reason why he says in 1 Timothy, turn to 1 Timothy please. Look at this man. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 12 onwards. Okay, 12 onwards, keep going. And I thank God, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful Putting me in the ministry. What was your credentials? What is your resume? Murderer of the church. Any credentials for you to become the part of the ministry? No. Although I was formerly a what? A blasphemer. Persecutor. Insolent. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. I was an unbeliever. Next. And the grace of the Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Look at this. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners who am the chief. And this evening, if you feel that you are one of the worst and you have blood on your hands, you know what will happen? The blood of Jesus will cleanse every guilt away if you are faithful. If you confess, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sin and the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all your unrighteousness. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners whom I am the chief. And the next verse, look at this. This is his, this is his message. This is his testimony. 16. However, for this reason I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a Turn off to those who might believe after me onto everlasting life. He says, you know what? Look at me. I did not do one thing to, to deserve his mercy. But he was merciful. He was kind. He is kind. I messed up. You do not know, brother, what kind of a sin I did. You do not know, Vijay, what all I did in my past when I was a kid. What all I did. How horrible I was. That's the reason why Rahab. Can you be more horrible than Rahab? If Rahab can find mercy, will you not? But only one thing you should say, I'm not better than Rahab. (laughs) If you think that I'm better than Rahab, then there's no hope for you. But you say, Lord, I'm worse than Rahab. There's hope for you. That's what Paul said. I'm the chief of sinners. Meaning if, if I compare Rahab and me, I'm worse than her. What does it mean? Left to myself, I could be worse than Rahab. You know, in Telugu there's a saying, Vruddhanari Pativrataha. Vruddhanari Pativrataha. What is Vruddhanari Pativrataha means? Vruddhanari means an old woman is a very faithful wife. Why? Because she has no strength to fool around. And no beauty to attract others. What a saying. <laughs> Otherwise, if she had beauty to attract others, she would have done it. 
lot of us, we think we are better because we never had the opportunity to sin. We are all Urdhanari Patevaza. Left to, <laughs> left to ourselves. If my, my, my mommy is watching, it's okay. No, my mother, no, she would never leave me alone in the home when I was growing up. Opportunity is to be That is the reason why the law is a restrainer. Okay. The law was made for all these fellows. It's restraining. In other words, if we just let go, finished, gone. We did not become like harlot because we didn't have the opportunities. What if we had the opportunities? That is the reason. Sometimes I really am amazed with some real incredible talented people. With all the success, they stay, you know, faithful to one girl. I'm like, my goodness, not bad. With all the money, you could have had anybody, but you start. But so many sportsmen are not like that. Uh, see, the end, you'll keep start keeping. You'll start judging. Look at those fellows, how they messed up their marriages. But you're Vridhanari. You don't understand that. If you had had the opportunity, you would have been worse than him. Vruddhanari Pativrata. That is today's title. <laughs> I don't know if I can put that. <laughs> okay. The, if you would have been a little attractive, maybe you would have attracted the world. You didn't attract a lot of girls because you are not very handsome or not very talented. If... Why were you all jealous about that fellow who was very, very good and handsome and successful? Because, what does he say? The elder brother, he spent all his money on harlots. Ante Indranana, Nikela Delsu, how do you know? You are one Vruddhanari. I know why you were here. You were here for the property. If I would have said, it doesn't matter what kind of a life you live, you still have property. Would you still be loyal to me? And I, I like Zach Munna. No, in one of his sermons, he mentioned this. He said, in, in heaven, there will be two kinds of people. Now, he, this, this is an example. Peter is standing. All the people who lived horrible lives can enter into heaven. Everybody is coming and said, and one guy who literally, who lived a very righteous life is not entering into heaven. You know what he said? Chah! At least I could have enjoyed myself and entered into heaven. And he said, nah, now get out, please. No, get out. <laughs> get out. You see, we are all people who are capable of the worst sin. It is only because we didn't have the opportunity to sin. Lekapathe? What are saying in Telugu? It reminds me, deep sayings are put in two words, Vridhanari. <laughs> Amazing. Yesterday, pastor was talking about it, I got this, I got this thing in my head, this is Vridhanari Pativrata. This is what it is. Everybody has it. It's only that we didn't have the opportunity to sin. We are all birthed in sin, shaped in sin, birthed in iniquity. And if you've had had the opportunity, so don't judge the others. Don't call Rahab the harlot. You know what God, Jesus says? She is my son. Harlot removed from her name now. Everybody else can call her harlot. Even he, the writer of Hebrews will call. The writer of James will call. But I will not call. But she is my daughter. He's got a new identity in me. That is salvation. 
simple. Faith of a harlot. Do we have the faith of a harlot? No, 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 no. We are so better than Rahab. You are comparing us with harlots? That is what, how the tax, the, 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 the Pharisees got offended. Your master goes and eats with tax collectors and sinners. Sarcastically. I didn't come to, you know, heal the healthy fellows. I only came to heal the people who are with, who have COVID positive. You are very healthy. Sarcasm. That was not, that was not <laughs> saying that you are healthy. No, 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 no. That was sarcasm. So for all of us here, who have the courage to accept that we are all Ruddhanaris. <laughs> Men who have not got the capacity to do right, except for the grace of God. It is because the Lord constrained us that we did not fall into sin. Fall into sin. What is our prayer? Lead us not into temptation, but from the evil one. Why? Had we been subject to the evil one, we could have fallen into sin, Baba. We do not know, you do not know your own heart. You think that you are great. We are all put in this environment, in this beautiful environment over here. No chance to sin. This, this is gone. Restraint is gone. What will you do? That is what you, you need to ask yourself. If the restraints are gone, will I still love God? That is the reason why a righteous man, a law, so a guy who's been born of the spirit, he wants to, he, you don't need the law. It is not, law is not made for the righteous. Meaning what? He's already got the law of God in his heart. He's becoming more and more law abiding by the work of God. God is slowly rotting his character, his nature inside of him. And he's following that path. Because he understands, if just God were to take away his grace from from my life, I would be worse than the worst sinner. If God were to take away his hand from our lives, just imagine what would, where would we be? I am sure I was not here. What a privilege to come here behind this pulpit. You don't even know. That's a remarkable thing. It's a privilege. To be God's children. Because his hand was over our life. Okay. So, this evening, do we have the faith of the harlot? Be kind to God's word. And God's word will be kind to you. Amen? Shall we pray? Father, I pray, Father, for all of us this evening. Simple word. A harlot. Simple faith. She didn't do so many things. She just had one, she heard only one thing about the God of Israel, that the God of Israel does not show distinction between Gentile and Jew. All people who believe in the Passover, the blood of the Passover lamb will be saved. Will be treated as if they have never sinned. Not because you're unrighteous. You're not unrighteous, Lord. You judge your son on our behalf. It's not that there is no death in our home. There was a death. It was a death of the son of man. Because of which we are set free. You let us go because he paid the ransom for our sin. You let us go because he redeemed us by his own blood. You treat us as if we are absolutely righteous, never sinned. Is because you gave his righteousness as a gift to us. 
and we have never owned it. But this evening I pray, Father, that you would grant us the gift of repentance. The gift of repentance. The gift of repentance. Visit us by your spirit and change our minds. We thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So see you again tomorrow morning.